the Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this third day of May here. Uh, We're, I don't know, two days away from Cinco de Mayo on this Wednesday. Got a lot I want to talk about tonight. Also, I want to thank, let's see, what make sure I got my man's name right here. Tempo Lee making that new intro on the program. Appreciate that, man. Uh, getting that taken care of. Now I'll have Keith Engel in. I have Keith Engel in 30 minutes past the hour. As soon as he gets done with his show, I'm going to ask him about this New England Patriot draft. And a lot of people here in the Nashville area—that's where I'm broadcasting from—had uh, have issue with Will Levis. A lot of the fans are not really excited about Tennessee Titans drafting him. Ryan Tannehill using the term deja vu because he had to go through this last year when the team drafted uh, Malik Willis. But, you know, Keith Engel, I really respect his opinion and insight. He said from the very beginning that uh, he thought that Will Levis was the best quarterback in this particular draft. I'm going to get him, uh, get get his uh, detailed opinion on that since I'm out of Nashville. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to ask him about the New England Patriots. He has a good ear for what they're doing, his thoughts on their draft, this Aaron Rodgers thing. It's out of the AFC East. And uh, the the Jets add another Green Bay Packer to their roster, Randall Cobb, today. So uh, we'll get into all that. I'll have a few more announcements here in just a second. Let me go ahead and get the first break, first and only break out of the way. And I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on SportsScope. Hello, SportsScope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder. If you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then, I'm back live on all links. I'm still getting squared away here. I'm always on the run, you know. I'm getting my tie squared away. I feel like Rodney Dangerfield when he he's getting his tie squared away doing the Tonight Show saying, uh, I, I get no respect, okay? I, I get no respect. So anyways, finishing up with these announcements. Uh, now, tomorrow, the Philly sports guy. Uh, hey, Kenny, how you, how you doing, man? Boy, as a guy. He knows a lot about Rodney Dangerfield as a comedian friend I grew up with. You know, Kenny, I ought to bring you back on the program sometime or, or on the program and talk a little football with you. Thank you, Pickles. Thank you. Thank you, Pickles. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, 
So the Philly sports guy got back to me. Uh, Jamie Pag said that he will be on the program. He, he's going to try to be on the program tomorrow. Now, I've had him on here before. Uh, he says he think he make he might be able to make it happen. He'll be on the road, but should be able to do it. Uh, just got back to me today. Now, Jamie Pags, for those of you who have not heard him before, uh, he is a super fan, Kenny. Uh, he is a super fan out of Philadelphia. Guy paints his face up, uh, went to the Super Bowl. He's a professional fan, okay? Uh, went to the draft this past week with the Eagles. Uh, he was in Kansas City in, in the draft. Uh, he was hanging out with Jalen Carter. The um, the ninth pick in the NFL draft, getting him to do the Eagles chant with uh, fellow Philadelphia Eagle Jason Kell. So I'm going to ask him about this. I can't get this collar squared away. I'm going to ask him about the um, about that draft, about expectations going the next few years. Uh, what does he think about Embiid? You know, I was reading an article today that maybe Embiid. Maybe they maybe they move on from Embiid, uh, the the 76ers here. So he knows everything about the the uh, and, and I'm asking him about his career, how it's taken off here. Uh, Philly sports guy. I mean, he was with Bron Dawkins the other day, uh, former uh, Philadelphia Eagle. Great. Uh, he, he was a safety there for the uh, I think he's I think Bron's a Hall of Famer, any Philly or any pickles. So got a got a great show lined up tomorrow. Jamie says he's going to be on. If not, I've got plenty of stuff to talk about. There's plenty of stories through the athletic that I've been towing through. Uh, where's Dylan Brooks going to go? Uh, Memphis Grizzly. Uh, plus, uh, Kenny Dobson. Rich Ferris will be on the program, I think, Tuesday. He says he go, he'll be able to make it. We're going to break down this draft. And again, 24 minutes from now, uh, I will have Keith Engel, a really smart guy, TGI Sports, going to ask him about um, going to ask him about Will Levis. He 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 was very high on Will Levis from the get go, and you know, like I said, I'm draft I'm out of here in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, the Tennessee Titans drafted uh, Will Levis. Okay, Kenny. All right, now. The Knicks, the Knicks barely win last night. And, you know, I'll say this. I had a lot of different theories about this. I mean, I looked at the – I screenshotted their, uh, their their box score, guys. I mean, I watched the game. And, again, about like the the the, sick, the, uh, the Celtics game from last night, I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking, man, the Knicks are going to go down 0-2 with Miami not even having Jimmy Butler, okay? And then I'm watching uh, and, and listening to uh, and also going through Twitter, looking at uh, some of the videos that's been posted throughout that game. All the stars have shown up there. Jessica Alba was there. Aaron Rodgers, the newly acquired quarterback, was courtside. Jerry Ferrara, Turtle from Entourage, was there. Uh, it, it, it was uh, it was a lot of uh, stars there present on the court there, a lot of movie stars and everything, and, and the crowd was very 1995. Obviously, you know Spike Lee's there; he's all hyped up and stuff. And I'm starting to think 
you know, after I slept on it and, and just about 20 minutes before I came on the program, I'm thinking maybe the Knicks players are a little nervous, Pickles. You know, the Giants, the New York Giants forever, guys, and you guys have known me for a while. Uh, I, I'm starting to think that the Giants under Eli Manning, they used to play much better on the road. Much, much better on the road. Uh, they were road dogs. And they would lose a lot of their big games at home. And I'm starting to think, judging by that, I mean, a few clutch shots there by Brunson. If not for that, that Nick team is, uh, they're done. I mean, they're 0-2, losing two home games. So I do think that even though they they did, uh, uh, Randall played a couple of years ago for the Knicks in the playoffs, and, of course, Jalen Brunson was with your Mavericks last year. He played in the playoff. I think the pressure, uh, I do think the pressure is starting to get to the players because they're probably listening to shows like mine in a roundabout way. They're listening to the national media. They got WFAN radio up there. Uh, we, we saw the fact that the Celtics lost the night before last. To the uh, uh, to a, a 76er team without um, without Joel LMB, he'll be back tonight. So a lot of talk of maybe the Knicks can get to the finals, you know. And and you know I've had Jeffrey Deskovit on, and he said it, it's it's a big buzz about the Knicks. Uh, so I've started to think maybe a, a lot of this the players were the the role. Listen to this. I was looking at the stat line here. The role play, the role players, the bench players, they usually, um, they usually shoot the ball well at home. Statistics say they will shoot the ball well at home. Uh, that was not the case last night. I mean that that was not the case. I thought I had their. I've got all kinds of different screenshots here, folks. You have to bear with me. I mean, obviously, you had. Randall had 25, come back from that ankle. It looked great, 25, 12, and 8. He played awesome. Brunson was Brunson-like, 35 and 5 rebounds. But listen to their bench, folks. Toppington, zero points, one rebound. Uh, quickly, six points. Emmanuel quickly, three points from Grimes. Uh, this Hartison guy, this backup center, who played 26 minutes, five fouls, three points, nine rebounds. I mean, it's just like they're under a lot of pressure or something. Nobody showed up for the Knicks, and they barely won that game. You know, I put out on that. I said, you know, I think that this team, they're, they had to fight for every point. A lot of that is Miami's been around a while. They're really well coached. Uh, they are not even a little bit intimidated by the New York Knicks, and you could see it in the play uh, of them. But I do think that uh, Pickle says – the New York press strangles their players. I think they were feeling the pressure, like the Queen song said, under pressure last night. Uh, one time, it was a soundbite pickle several years ago when Coach Thibodeau coached for the Bulls. And he looked at Derrick Rose and, and um, oh, God, what was that guy's name? I could see it. Uh, um, man, the, the tall, uh, their center there, uh, Joe Kim Noah. He looked at these guys and he told them to breathe. And I think that's what he needs to do 
to this Knicks team. Tell them to breathe. Don't press. Don't worry about all these superstars. They're here, guys, because you worked your rear end off during the regular season. You got that five seed. You out-hustled that Cleveland team. Now, let's not throw up here. That pressure is – a lot of pressure is is fear of embarrassment and, and not being prepared. And that's what I would tell them. Hey, listen, guys, we are prepared. Now, that being said, this team does lack another score. Uh, I was looking at some of the potential free agents for the Knicks. And uh, one of them would be uh, or an acquisition, per se. One of them, I thought, maybe we call Anthony Towns. And Towns, he hates Thibodeau. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, I, and that's something I can bring back up to Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez on Friday. He's always riding me about Tom Thibodeau who runs his players in the ground. But uh, Towns said that he played too many minutes. I I never heard a player uh, complain about getting too many minutes, you know, but but, uh, that's what Towns did. So my thing is they're going to have to get somebody rather, you know, know, I'll bring this up again on Friday when Mad New Yorker comes on, that maybe a Dylan Brooks – Maybe he would be a good fit with a 27-year-old Dylan Brooks would be a good fit with the New York Knicks because early on in his career, not the past two seasons, uh, but the, uh, the the previous two seasons, this guy's averaging like 18, 9, 10, 18 points, 9, 10 rebounds a game. They need that in New York. He's a good defensive guy, plays hard. Well, that's what Thibodeau likes. But so, but they're going to need that, and maybe, just maybe, they go after. Uh, I, I mentioned this with Milwaukee too, by the way. Uh, maybe they go after a Trey Young from a. Uh, maybe they go after uh, a, a, a Trey Young there from um, from Atlanta. Okay, Tempo Lee. By the way, Tempo. I don't know if you see it earlier. I did player intro, man. Uh, good stuff there uh, to Lee Tempo. Putting my uh, put the intro in there. Must, you must have heard me uh, mention that uh, before on the program. But anyways, yeah, Rose may go back to the Chicago. That's another thing. I don't know why he's not playing. I don't think Derrick Rose has played. Uh, he was another DNP last night. I don't know. Is Rose dealing with the injury? Uh, yeah, man, no problem. Uh, I don't know if uh, if if uh, Rose is dealing with the injury. Uh, I did read something the other day that Evan Fournier, uh, he's got some kind of injury he's dealing with. Because uh, I noticed those two guys have not been activated for the New York Knicks. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Miami. But, hey, Miami, uh, y- you got outshot in your own gym uh, by, by Atlanta. You fall to the eighth seed. Uh, uh, you catch a break. Giannis gets that, that deep back contusion. A little bit worse than he's let it on. Very tough guy. You caught uh, Milwaukee flat-footed, and you knocked them on the rear end. But don't act like that you played well all season, Miami, because you didn't. Miami also has – they're also a team that has scoring droughts. I mean, they, you know, they 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 were about like the uh, the Kings the other day in game seven in the um, that Sacramento Kings in that Golden State game where they went six or seven minutes, couldn't score a bucket. One of the best offenses in the league. A lot of that is is choking. A lot of that is choking and pressing on. So 
I don't know if the Knicks can win this series, folks. I, I do think that Jimmy Butler is banged up. I do think, obviously, uh, um, Tyler Heroes down. I get a sense that, uh, you know, history will say this Miami team that, that an eight seed beating a one seed, plus they've got injuries. New York should be able to stop hyperventilating about the pressure just play and maybe Thibodeau hit that bench up a little bit more and play Derrick Rose. Even if you got a playing for 12 to 15 minutes uh, between uh, uh, the, the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the third quarter, I, I don't, I'm not sure you want to play him with the Jalen Brunson. That's too much ball centric play that will throw off your offense even more. Uh, Rose does have a little bit of Russell Westbrook in him, a little bit more mild manner. He, uh, he's got some Westbrook in him where he can be ball dominant at times, but the, the, the Knicks have going to have to shake things up. And I hope that Thibodeau is not going to be hard headed and, and stick to this lineup come Hades or high water. And I do not want to hear Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez say, I told you so. Yeah, Pickle says use quickly more. You know, I was interviewing with Dan Dave Harris, guy in the UK, Pickles. He says his favorite NBA player that he's watched coming up and everything is Emmanuel Quickly. He says he likes this guy's work ethic. And I thought, that's interesting, you know. So maybe, yeah, you got to use quickly more. He's very young. Uh, put some Derrick Rose in there, man. I know Derrick Rose can get you a few points there. So uh, we'll see how that one plays out. Now, this other game, uh, I called that last night. I said I thought that the Lakers, uh, the Lakers would catch uh, Golden State flat-footed, and uh, they would beat them inside. And boy, did they pickles! I tell you, the Lakers last night. I want to say it was like fifty-two to thirty-eight from points in the paint. Let me make sure and get this. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Like uh, uh, Steve Harvey would say. All right, Lakers, 54 points in the paint of 28. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, this is at home, folks, 24 fouls to the uh, to the Lakers, 12. That's because they're getting the ball uh, higher percentage, getting the ball closer to the rim, scoring. Uh, so, yeah, and then they go on the road and get that win at Golden State. Uh, Skip Bayless even said today, Skip Bayless even said um, today that uh, that he is switching his pick from the Golden State Warriors to the L.A. Lakers, like I was telling uh, Jeffrey Deskovic. Great guest there, man. Yeah. He likes to bounce around. I might have to stir him in the right direction, you know, and let him know that I, I'm, I'm driving this car. But, uh, no, nah, I love Jeffrey. He, he's great, man. Uh, but I was telling him last night, I do think the, the Lakers are going to win this thing in six, and I thought they were going to win – Last night, um, oh, God, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is playing great defense out there. I like the blocks that he got. And, and of course, AD, we know what Anthony Davis can do, uh, those bench players. So that that's going to be a really good series. Golden State will probably bounce back. They're really well coached. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure they're going to win tomorrow night. And when it goes back to L.A., that's when that series is going to be interesting. Still say it'll probably be Lakers in six. But A.D. 
AD will simply, as I predicted, uh, play well. But here's the thing. Does AD stay healthy? That's a $64,000 question, Pickles. And speaking of celebrities returning, uh, you know, the Lakers get good again. They start filling the arena with celebrities again. Patrick McEnroe, all those guys. John McEnroe, the one that will hit you in the head with a tennis tennis racket, you know. Um, so a lot of people thought that uh, maybe Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson – was on his deathbed. Well, now he's coming back and sitting on the court. Like Eminem said, I make Vela Ice want to rap again. This Laker team is uh, is getting Jack Nicholson, 85-year-old Jack Nicholson, putting his suit back on and, and coming back in there watching the Laker games. I'm not a huge Laker fan, but I still like Jack Nicholson. Uh, I liked him in Batman. I thought he was pretty wild in The Shining. Of course, good as it gets, he's got a whole bunch of bunch of movies. Um, you know, uh, uh, Kenny, that movie that Jack Nicholson played in, uh, where he was a uh, anger management therapist, was was hilarious. Uh, with Adam Sandler living up there with New York, with my man Kenny up at the time uh, when Adam Sandler was wanting to shoot basketball with us at Fordham University, and. Uh, uh, we had we had our, our uh, roommate, uh, our neighbor's ID, and I kind of looked like one of our neighbors there. And we were two college kids, you know, which, which we really wouldn't. We was just two guys that written out a studio apartment there. Uh, but the security let us go play basketball at that outdoor court at Fordham University in New York. But they wouldn't let, ironically, they wouldn't let the very famous Adam Sandler uh, uh, play basketball there, which I thought was hilarious. We later found out this was in May of 2002 that they were filming a movie called uh, Anger Management. Uh, yeah, he was really good in Chinatown too. So you got the stars coming back to LA. You got the stars coming back to New York. I expect both of them to win. Now, New York is going to have to quit choking now. They're going to have to make some adjustments. and uh, But I still think they'll probably find a way probably in six maybe. It's or seven, but we shall see. Again, we got MB playing tonight, and uh, so so we'll see how that works out here. All righty, then what else was I going to talk about? You know, it was a weird kind of contract I was reading about. I didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but and and, I, and I'll bring this up with uh Keith Angle is this oddball contract. And, you know, this could be – see, here, here, here's the thing in the NFL, switching gears back to the pigskin, from the round ball to the pigskin, is Jordan Love. This is a really oddball, oddball contract. But, you know, the, the, the cost of having a quarterback nowadays, and there's a thin line between overpaying – and getting a good bargain on an NFL quarterback, you know, you don't want to market value can be crazy sometimes, right? You hear that term market value, this and market value that. And I'm, I'm looking at uh, Jordan love. So Jordan love uh, the fifth year option was not picked up for Jordan love, the, the new green Bay quarterback. Now he's in year four now, right? 
He's in year four. Uh, instead of giving him a fifth-year option, they sign him to this team-friendly and save about six or seven million dollars here, from my understanding. And 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 they're just going to roll with him that way, you know. And it, that that is an interesting way to get a guy that you're not really sure about. Uh, uh, keep him on on the on the somewhat of cheap. And I'm saying this because they're not really sure. They did have a decent draft, though. Uh, they they did have a decent draft, and uh, you know. But but so, so they take this Jordan Love here. They give him this contract. He's got to be happy. It's better than a fifth year option. It's it's not as good as a fifth year option, but it's a little bit of insurance past this year to give him a little bit of insurance and maybe give him. Uh, uh, another full year and another free agency, which which you know Green Bay can't do much much with, and another draft behind him, and to see if this guy can play or not. But you know what? They're over and under win total according to Vegas. It's the exact same as the New England Patriots at seven and a half wins for this um, for this Green Bay team. Now they drafted. Uh, Luke Musgrave in the second round. This is a tight end out of uh, uh, out of Oregon State. This guy was one of those tight ends that was talked about, not and not named Michael Meyer or Ken Cade from Utah. I want to say he was the third tight end out of that group that was being talked about a lot. Now, so they got him. They got him in the second round, and they took Jalen Reed from Michigan State. So they did use the proper. Um, early draft picks to build around Jordan Love. But they didn't want to give him too much now. And the reason why I'm saying all this is I do think that uh, most quarterbacks are not going to make it. That's what the That's why when you do get one, you see a team that, that pays them a lot of money. Sometimes they overpay these quarterbacks, you know. So my thing is that the new, the new wave in the NFL could be keep your team together and – Go four years on your quarterback and don't pick up the fifth. Remember, Daniel Jones's fifth year option wasn't picked up. I mean, they re-signed him, but Daniel Jones's fifth year option wasn't picked up. So uh we saw what the 49ers did last year with the seventh round pick to fit their scheme. If you're not really sure, and the guy has a pretty good season in year three and year four, not unless he's Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, you know, how many Joe Burrow, Josh Allen? Patrick Mahomes are there. I mean, we're talking five quarterbacks, maybe, you know, five quarterbacks that are locked down, you know, top of the line franchise quarterbacks. Everybody else is overpaid pretty much. You know, I, I may be missing a few, but you, you got the majority of 75% of these guys are overpaid. So this could be, this could be a new model. Instead of breaking up your team and letting people walk, just draft another quarterback that fits your system. Draft another. And that's what I said Baltimore should do. You know, this is what I said Baltimore should do with that system and keep that same coordinator, draft another Lamar Jackson or somebody close to him and, and keep that same point. Instead of paying the Lamar a big chunk of money, you're just replacing one position, if you have a really good, and somebody's going to try this eventually, if you're instead of replacing three or four just to pay that quarterback, 
he better be all world if I'm going to pay him a big bunch of money. Let's see what Carlos saying. Uh, it's not the quarterback. It's the system and support. Yeah, well, if you have all the system around you and you have the offensive line around you, that would help out a, a million, you know, Carlos. That, that would help out uh, a whole heck of a lot. Uh, just like Carlos says, just like Jeff George and Steve uh, DeBerg, those guys could throw. Yeah, Jeff Gorge could throw the ball a country mile. He was just not a very good teammate, from my understanding. And I, I've listened to people like Jason Whitlock went to high school with him, and and, and that was a big thing. He, you know, he, he just wasn't uh, a very good teammate. He, he was not a Jalen Hurts type of teammate. Uh, he was more of like a Kyler Murray, which that that could be a topic for tomorrow or possibly next week. Guys, I think, and I'll say this, and I, I know that Keith is going to be here in a minute. Uh, Arizona, this is something I could ask. I could ask the Philly sports guy tomorrow. Arizona could be planning for next year with all these moves they made, and they may just be planning, you know, if they bring Kyler Murray back in the middle of the season, uh, they be may be planning to tank and simply trade Kyler Murray next year or dump him and take the dead money. That's a lot to get into. I've got the great Keith Engel back behind stage here. He is uh, one minute early. Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? Can you hear me? Hang on. There you are. I deleted me and I... <laughs> Not angry at all. How about now? Uh, I hear you, brother. Hang on a second. Okay. I don't know what I did. Oh, well, I can hear you now. Fine. If you can hear me. I can't hear you, but I can hear me. <laughs> okay. Bear with me a second. All right. There we go. There we I hear you now. How okay, you man. Um, yeah, I was just talking about that weird contract that that the Packers gave Jordan love. I just don't think they believe in um they be maybe trying a new model where you know what? We're we're not going to pay this guy even the fifth year option. We're just going to trim seven million off of here. And here's my thing, Keith. How come teams won't just have a really good, easy system? And most of these quarterbacks aren't air quote franchise quarterbacks. Just keep replacing their quarterback every four years. You know, uh, the Ravens actually talked about doing that uh, before yeah. they signed Lamar Jackson. They talked about you know guys matriculating through the system, right? Just like a college player. And yeah. it's replacing him later on. So you may see teams go to that to avoid paying these guys these astronomical contracts that are just way out of control. They're getting they're getting worse every year. Look at what the I mean, a lot of people and even I want to say one of the Eagles or might have been a 49er says, you know, if uh, Brock Purdy don't get hurt in that game, they probably with the quarterback that's a rookie beat that Eagle team. Yeah, I think they would have, actually. I'd like them to win that game, and they were out of it, obviously, in the first series. It was, you know, never going to be involved. <laughs> I got to ask, yeah. not to change the subject, but yeah, I yeah. have to know what prompted this comment from Carlos to mention Jeff George and Steve DeBerg in a comment. What was, what he, was that? He, to? I, he, had, he heard me rant about uh, just putting the team around the quarterback and just and, and moving off the quarterback, and I think we were talking about quarterbacks who didn't have chemistry. And, you know, uh, Jeff George is uh, 
all about Jeff George, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't put those two guys in the same sentence because Steve DeBerg was a classy individual, played a long time in this league, and you know he was not a superstar, but he's certainly a better uh, teammate and and player than in my mind than Jeff George ended up being the NFL. Yeah, well, I guess now he's saying those guys look horrible because of coaching it. You know, no, Carlos is stop it, stop it, Carlos. It's always he, he, you know how he is. Jeff George just can't be a jerk, right? Because that's what he is, and never yeah. made use of his a total use of his talent. It's not coaching. It's he was everywhere. The it guy, was it was him. I mean, uh, uh, Jason Whitlock went to high school with him. He said he's always had a lot of talent, and I'm the greatest of all time. Yeah. And yeah, you know, he was very arrogant guy. It's just hard to deal with, but he was really talented. He could throw the ball country mile. He played for like nine teams. It can't be all the coaches. I'm sorry. It can't be the coaches. It's got to be you at some point, Jeff George. (laughs) I tell people this all the time when they have a problem with people or jobs or whatever it is, and they go, this always happens. And I go, well, what's the common denominator here? It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Pickle says Jeff George had – uh, bazooka forearm, but he threw it up in the stand. That is true. He, he did have a great arm. Yeah, he had a great arm. So, anyways, a lot, of, a lot of talent. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts now? I was reading these uh, post draft wins and loss uh, totals or expectation over and unders, and that the Patriots are dead picked last at seven and a half in the AFC East. What's your thoughts on their draft, man? I thought they had a good draft. I really did. I mean, it's a lot of fans and maybe maybe some pundits aren't because they didn't go wide receiver and any of the big names. But yeah, I think they did they, they did what they accomplished to do. They needed to get more athletic, yeah. uh, defense, and really all over the field. Um, they needed to get deeper on the line. They did they did that. They listen. They got maybe the best cornerback cor- in the draft uh, at seventeen. He was top ten talent. He fell to them at seventeen. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, Gonzalez. I thought Gonzalez was going to be gone. Remember, we were talking about maybe them getting Joy Porter. I talked about Joy Porter, and I thought Witherspoon might even fall, but he went, you know, much earlier than I thought he would go. Oh yeah, but this Gonzalez kid, I didn't talk a lot about him because I didn't think he'd even be around, even if they picked no. fourteen. So, so he's a nice talent. I mean, uh, Keon White, they can play all along the line. This kid from Sacramento State. Uh, um, uh, Mapu, this kid. He'll yeah, play he's school. a third round pick. I've never heard of this guy. He may he may play uh, some some safety besides linebacker. He's a great athlete. Um, and listen, people go, oh, another reach, another Bill Belichick trying to show how smart he is. They did this with Kyle Duggar a couple of years ago too. He's a really nice player. Nice, nice. So they find these gems, you know. They get they brought in some nice uh, players to compete and and deepen the the offensive line. I thought. The kickers were interesting. Uh, first, yeah, time. they took a kicker in the fourth round. Jake Andrews from uh, no, that was a guard. Excuse me, this guy from Maryland, Chad uh, Raylan. Yeah, second rated. Uh, he wasn't the first kicker to go. The kid from Michigan was um, okay, but this well, kid, hey, the guy from Michigan's good though. They needed <laughs> Moody. He was very good. Very good. Yeah, um, this kid comes. Highly rated. He's got a big leg. You know, his accuracy might need a little work, but he, he can kick off, which really hurt them. When B- Jake Bailey got hurt last year, and uh, oh, God, all of a sudden I'm going fading on my or the, uh, kicker. I'm fading on my kicker. Uh, gosh, he's been around forever. What the hell am I doing? 
Oh, Stavansky? No, no, he's been gone for a while. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought you were thinking they were they were looking for a talented guy like Stavansky. Oh no, 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 no. Um. Anyway, he, when they lost him and they had he he had to kick off the kicker had to kick off. It really hurt them on special teams. They were really deficient on kickoffs and and he was not as accurate. They as gave he, up that touchdown to Buffalo late in the season. Broke their back two two in that game. Two. And what a nightmare. So they needed to upgrade at those positions. So I'm okay with that. I think the wide receiver position where a lot of people wanted them to go early and, and listen, the wide receivers, they, they the first round talent wasn't, at least the Patriots didn't value it as yeah. being worth what you'd have to pay to draft these guys early. They took a couple of guys that have a lot of a really high ceiling and it's low risk with, with yeah. the, kid from, the kid from LSU had a great, uh, sophomore season last year, he struggled. He didn't get along with a coaching staff. He had some problems. Yeah, field. Yep. Um, yeah, they got him late in the sixth round. You know, those they got some great athletes at LSU, man. That's a, that was a good value pick. And Douglas from uh, from Liberty, I think, has got, got some upside too. So they, you know, mm-hmm. I think I think they think Thornton is going to improve. Just the overall uh, Bill O'Brien influence on the offense. They think that they'll get by with what they have and. And yes. I, th- I think they will, and I think they'll be much better. Listen, I- I'll bet that seven and a half. So all- you're going to take over seven and a half? Yeah, if I only got to get eight wins, I'll but take the over all day long. With <laughs> now, they can, now they could fit. They could get eight wins and finish last too. So you know, the, in the division, that's going to be a good division. Very yeah, tough. Yeah, you know, ever, a lot of people had a good offseason. You know, uh, Buffalo had a pretty good draft too. I, I like uh, them getting Kincaid like that. And they got an offensive line help too. Yeah. What's your thoughts about Buffalo, man? I like what Buffalo did a lot. I like Kincaid, as you said, he'll help in the run game, and he gives them a red zone target, which they didn't have uh, previously uh, at that position. And I do think they made some decent upgrades with the offensive line. You know, you never know about these guys, Robert. But yeah, well, you bring in. I mean, the Patriots had twelve picks this year, the most they've had in, than I can remember. Uh, but you got to make use of what you have. And I think Buffalo did a really good job, actually, uh, with their draft. I know. So the last time I brought you home. Nichols, Nick Folk. I don't know how that name just skipped. <laughs> Carlos, Mr. Contrarian. Listen to listen to him. He calls that a wasted pick. Kincaid is big time. Carlos just wants to be contrarian, as you said. He, he's Mr. Contrarian. Patrick. How is that uh, pick? That's a he's good in pick. love with the Eagles. I'll have I'll have Philly sports guy on tomorrow. By the way, you know he'll 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 be very happy because this was a great Patrick's right. The Eagles to get these two guys to get to, to get Smith at thirty. If they got Smith at nine, they probably would have been happy. I'll bet you they would have picked Smith at nine if uh, if uh, the other kid didn't fall to him, uh, Carter. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, there, there were just a few players that were really – that you just hear, hear their names pop up a lot. And Carter was one of them, even though he had a bunch of red flags. Uh, guys like Bijan Robertson. You mentioned Anthony Gonzalez. It's It was a really good cornerback draft, man. This probably may be the best cornerback draft in 15 years. Yeah, I would say Porter falls to – where Pittsburgh in the second round. That's amazing. I mean, he's a great talent, and that shows you how deep – the 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 talent pool was at that position as you say and i thought it was interesting too and you'll see it and i know you want to talk a little about will no no go ahead you know again the talent 
the talent overall, I don't th- I think this is not a bad draft for good players, right? Yeah. But not a lot of really exceptional players at a lot of positions where guys wanted to pay the money they got to pay to draft them early in the first round. That's why yeah. you saw guys like Levis. Once Levis got by the Colts, yeah, and then got by the, maybe the trying to think it was after them, even the Raiders, he was gonna fall. There was nobody needed a quarterback, and you're not gonna just take a quarterback and pay him first round money so that you have a second quarterback. You, you're just yeah. not gonna pay him that kind of money. He, I mean, this kid fell into a good situation. I think, I really yeah. do. Um, I know you're a Titans fan, so hopefully you No, think- no, and, and you know, I'm out of Nashville. The locals hate this guy because they watch those Kentucky games, Keith. Not his Talk fault. us off the ledge, man. That I'm going to tell you something. This kid, you watch it. Go back and watch his junior year because this kid okay. was so good. And last year they had no offensive line. His top receiver got drafted. His other uh, uh, top receiver got hurt. This kid was trying to do it all by himself, and he was car- trying to carry the team. He made bad decisions because of it. He had yeah. a bad, he had a bad, uh, a couple injuries. He had a bad toe that people are still theoretically worried about. But um, I think you go back and watch film of him playing before last year, and you'll see that you got yourself a good quarterback in a really good spot. He lost millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, but I think so he, t- I got his stats here. He he was twenty four. And 13, 24 touchdowns, 13 picks in 21. He did have a 66 completion percentage. Uh, it, this past year, last year, uh, he had 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a 65% completion percentage. And, you know, a, a good friend of mine is a huge Kentucky fan. He said the offensive line was decimated at times. It was awful last year. I mean, he was just running for his life. And then he did get hurt. He missed a couple of games there at the end yeah. of the season too. So, but I've loved this kid since his junior year. I've been very high on him. I still think Robert. Yeah. He will be the best quarterback to come out of this draft. I think the quarterback class here is very overrated. And wow. I think, I think he'll be the best to come out of it. Is it because he can make the big throws or what, what, what do you like about him the most? I, he's got, he's got the, he's got the confidence. He's got the, the body and the arm to make all the throws in the NFL. He's got to get his, you know, got to get a little bit going on upstairs, which a lot of guys yeah. do uh, at this point. But I just think he's going to be, he carries himself like an NFL quarterback. He's got, he's cock, he's cock. I should say he's confident without being cocky. And I think, you know, he got his confidence broken a little bit and it may not be bad for him to fall uh, like he did. Yeah. I think in the long run, it'll, it'll probably behoove him to do so. I mean, Go to the Texans and and stink it up for five or six years. You go, to a, <laughs> you go to a decent organization like the Titans, who I think you know he'll sit a year probably behind Tannehill because I don't see that moving him. Right, and, uh, ten, and Tennessee can be very. That's my thing. I think the Titans will be very competitive this year because they they still got a lot of their key pieces. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that Sonorski guy? I thought he was a great pickup for Tennessee. I didn't think he'd be there at eleven. No, I didn't either. I thought he'd be a top ten pick, easy, maybe even top five. He's a he's a really good. He's probably the best offensive lineman, I think. Yeah, maybe Par- I'll get Paris Johnson the best. Uh, Scrantz, yes, he's a he's a true left tackle. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think he can play everywhere though. That's he what does they say. A lot of versatility along that line, which is important today too. Yeah, so that that was my whole thing. Is I would have been annoyed if they would have. There was rumors they was wanting to trade all the way up to three. Mm-hmm. And get Levis at three with Arizona, 
they didn't do that in the first round. They did it in the second round. And, and I think Houston doing that, I'm not sure. I, I like Stroud, but I, I figured that, you know, Stroud's coming from that spread. Uh, I don't know if he's found, he, he fell to a good spot there with a defensive minded head coach there with Houston, man. I, well, you know, Houston had a good draft, though, too. I mean, they got yeah. the quarterback. I thought they were going to take Will uh, Henderson the whole time. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm unsure that they would have taken Stroud if they weren't making that trade with uh, Arizona at the same time. But they uh, traded a lot, though, man. They did. But, again, to get to get good guys, you got to make bold moves. And that, yeah. they got two – Henderson's going to be a cornerstone player on that defense. So you got a defensive line okay. coach, as you said. He's a really good player. Stroud, I'm not so sure about, though, because Ohio yeah. State's not known for churning out, you know, top NFL quarterbacks. So, yeah, yeah, it, that's interesting. Now, the last time I had you on this program, Keith, uh, Aaron Rodgers was not actually signed with the, the, the Jets. Now they, they brought Randall Cobb over. I still like that move. What do you think about Rodgers going to the Jets, man? You know, not being obviously not being a Jet fan. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that this is a good move for the Jets. I mean, yeah. what do you got to lose? You don't have a quarterback. You, your plan B is all signed everywhere else, so there's nowhere else to go. You <laughs> that got, is true. You've got a two-year two window with a team that's got a good enough talent to contend in the AFC now with a quarterback that's yeah. what they went and got their defense is championship worthy that's a great and they took another pass rusher yep. i was reading that uh, uh salaf likes to have six pass rushing ro- rotating players yep. he wants rogers to have the best defense he's had probably since that 2010 team that they won the super bowl with yeah i would agree. and look at the whole thing could blow up right i mean he could oh, just yeah he could go hard and it could all blow up but to me, it's worth a shot if I'm a Jet fan. You know, I got a two-year window to win a Super Bowl with. Yeah. You know, the guy's got talent for as nutty as he is. You know, he's got some talent. <laughs> well, he's at the Knicks game last night. He was at the Knicks game two, uh, the last two games. And yeah. Rangers uh, uh, Saturday, anyway, as well. Yeah. You know, and um, it like I'm glad you caught that. The Jets – they put all that money in two years. So if he stays there a third year, he's going to be like a $57 million cap hit. If he retires after that second year, it's zero dead money. You can get, bet he's got two years in New York, and that's going to be all there is. So, Well, I just hope he don't get mad after one year and retire. Well, there is that possibility, too. I mean, look at this whole thing. It's This is a, a, a wild experiment, right? And it could go really good or it could go really bad. So, yeah. but me, you know, if you got the Jets history, what do you got to lose? I mean, I, that is true. Dice. Roll the dice. Yeah, that that's true. And, and I was uh, looking at um, what it is, FanDuel. FanDuel has the Jets finishing second odds-wise. And Buffalo still first, Miami, and then New England. Uh how would you compare the East to the AFC? I think the AFC North is going to be really hard, but man, the AFC East is no uh, no walking apart now. Yeah, I think the uh, the two East divisions are the best divisions in football. The AFC. Oh and- yeah, 
Yeah. But I think they're the best two teams because you still got Cleveland in the central or I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, they were the central for a long time. Yeah, sorry. I had a little time left. <laughs> the North, they're still, you know, Pittsburgh is, is making their way back. The Ravens uh, always seem to be lacking something. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're quite as strong as both. I think the two Easts are going to be the toughest because you can put the Patriots at seven and a half all you want. And you can right. tell me that and you can tell me that, uh, Bill O'Brien's not enough to turn that offense around. Just having like a guy the who knows offense is a, is a big step up. So you can't. Right. That's not right. going to matter. It is. Yeah, their line will probably be better. Like you said, going back to the Patriots, didn't they pick up an offensive lineman early? They picked uh, this kid from uh, Troy, uh, Blake Andrews, who's center, but he also can play along the line uh, quite a few positions as well. They took a kid out of Eastern Michigan and uh, right behind him. A couple yeah. of hours later. So they took five. I want to say uh, they took. Well, they did have a they did have a lot of players in their draft. I was looking at their. They did 12. Yeah. 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 They had three. Uh, yeah. They had three for uh, fourth round picks here. The guard from Troy, uh, that kicker. Yep. And then they got an Eastern Michigan guy, Sydney, uh, Sydney South. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like some Chinese food, but uh, <laughs> I'll take it, man. If he can block, brother. UCLA guy, they picked an offensive line. Like UCLA Martin. in the fifth round. I like that pick, too. What I like is they get deeper and they have some competition in camp because some of these veterans maybe they'll play better with them getting pushed a little bit, too. You yeah. Know, like Isaiah Wynn, if he's around, you know, they need a little push because they've really gotten – they've fallen into an awful rut. Strange uh, is the only guy that I like on that entire offensive line at the moment. Um, but now they got some guys to come in and push them, and I like what they've done. I really like what they did here. Yeah, yeah. And what what's the deal with DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, there was rumors that maybe New England was going to get him, then Buffalo. What do you think the problem is? It maybe is Arizona just asking too much in return? I'm guessing that they're asking for too much, and his contract, you know, is also prohibitive for some teams. I don't see the Patriots taking that contract on if he's not willing to restructure it. You know, he's going to live in himself, and Patriots aren't going to be interested at that price. Um, yeah. Now I hear he's probably going to stay. So there yeah. was rumors about him on draft day. I was on a show, yeah. uh, a pre-draft show that that night, like an hour, two hours before the draft. And one of the guys, and I won't throw him under the bus here, was reporting that it was a done deal and reported by uh, NBC Sports that – that the Tennessee Titans and the uh, uh, Cardinals had completed a trade for that third round pick. And DeAndre Hopkins was part of it. Oh, wow. And he was coming to the Titans and they were giving up uh, a bunch of draft picks. Oh God. Uh, that would have been annoying for a young team like this. Yeah. You don't need to bring in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. That would have kind of irritated. Some of my friends would have liked that last time Tennessee traded for a star veteran was Julio Jones, and we're still How'd that work over that. Yeah. Second round pick, and he was $15 million and down the drain. We'll never get that back. And Hopkins is kind of the same. You know, Julio Jones was a great player. Once yeah. is, was it, even when he signed with a Titans. Seven, eight years ago. You know, and he's not yeah. anymore. And guys tend to do that. They chase, they chase these guys who were good and pay them way too much money. And Hopkins was good, and I don't think he's ever going to be that good again. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is interesting stuff. Can't Let me look in here and see if I'm not missing anything, man. Can't stand um, the either, right, Robert? 
So what do you think that, how do you how do you see this Green Bay team uh working out? They they had they had a pretty good draft though around Love. Yeah. Musgrave, I, I like that tight end they got. I'm sure when they picked a edge rusher with the first pick that uh, Aaron Rodgers was getting ready to tweet out same old Packers, but uh, <laughs> but uh, listen, I think Actually, that team, that's what I was thinking too for a second. Yeah, I think that team will be all right. They didn't have a bad draft. You just said we just don't know what you have in Jordan Love. Maybe they do because they see him practice every day, but yeah, nobody else knows what they have in Love. Um, the talent around them is a little. Lacking, obviously. I do yeah. like the kid from uh, South Dakota State they draft last year. Uh, oh, yeah. Watson. Watson. Was that, was that uh, Watson? Watson. He was last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was good, man. He was really coming on. That yeah, at the end of the year, he came on really strong. Now, unless he gets traded yeah. to the Jets here before the trading camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do not agree with the Jets signing Randall Cobb. Man, he played like five games last year. Listen, I'm sure Mercedes Lewis is on the clock to come in there next because uh, he's one of uh, yeah. Rodgers' boys. He, he can't play anymore. But Rock yes. likes to have him around. So thirty-seven year old blocking tight end. Yeah, he'll probably be on this team before long. So. Jordy Nelson was trending on Twitter earlier this morning. <laughs> that, that's funny. It's I don't see where Randall Cobb's got a place on his team. What's he going to be the fifth receiver? I mean, there's guys right. better than him on the team. I like Corey Davis is better. If Corey Davis has got a healthy hamstring, I think he could really hit hit his talent level. With yeah. the Rodgers. Lazard yeah. was pretty solid. He wasn't great, but he saw, and Garrett Wilson's a true number one. They've already been throwing the ball around. Wilson's a great player. He's gonna he's gonna be yeah. he stays healthy. He'll be he'll be one of the greats for sure. And uh and I like Lazard. Like you said, he's not look, he's not gonna set the world on fire, but he's a he's a Cole Beasley type player, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, he's just gonna annoy people right and left and catch nine or ten balls a game. And uh, that's yeah. you know, right, six six or seven balls a game. Yeah, and, and um, I mean, obviously, Detroit's probably the favorite, wouldn't you say? Or, or do, you, do you still like maybe Minnesota? I didn't like their draft, though. I didn't like their draft at all. I Personally, they, I thought they were going to take Levis. Uh, if somebody was going to get him later in that first round, right. I thought they were a perfect spot for him, similar to where the Titans are. Yeah. Um, but they they chose to go a different way, and it looks like they'll probably have to cut, keep Cousins for a while. They did take a quarterback, though, at some point. Was it Jake Haffer? Uh, did they take? I'll have to look and see. It, it they didn't take anybody. They didn't take Hendon Hooker, which no, it was later. They had yeah. a run of quarterbacks there in the fourth and fifth round. There a lot of yeah. quarterbacks went there. Hey, who took that Fresno State guy? Jack Kaner. Jake Kaner. That's who I was talking about. I I thought it was uh, the Vikings. Let me take a quick look. Because that you know what, a lot of people keep talking about that guy. Like he he may be like the big diamond from uh from that draft. You know. There was a lot of talk the Patriots might be interested in six round or so. But uh, yeah. let's see, where do he sign here? Saints. Get your okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Back up Derek Carr. Yeah. It just depends on who Dennis Allen's going to put around him as far as coaching wise. Yeah. Uh, but he went, uh, sooner, though. he went to fourth round, her 27th pick. I mean, mostly, mostly I'd seen him as only as high as a fifth round. So I thought, yeah, the quarterback You're a college football guy. What do you think about Stetson Bennett going in the fourth round to the Rams? Another shock for me. I mean, I think it's That's a good high, spot. wouldn't it? I think it's a good spot for him. Um, potentially. I don't know how good he can possibly be on the next level. We'll find, and he doesn't have to find out right now. 
You know, Matthew right. Stafford's going to play a couple more years. Um, I thought it was kind of high. I thought, again, I Me thought too, he was man. Pick, six round pick. I did think he'd get drafted, uh, but not in the fourth round. So that's kind of, it was kind of a reach maybe for the Rams, but a good spot for him. Yeah. Yeah. Bennett is, uh, I mean, Bennett did look good at times, even though he had a lot of talent around him. You know what, though? He's a winner. There's something to be said for guys that win. He is. He's a winner, plays hard. He did get that public intox charge. That's why I thought maybe he may not even get drafted or go yeah. late in the seventh round. Guys, uh, you know, obviously they overlook a lot of stuff today, right? I mean, Carter's yeah. – Oh, well, he's a Georgia Bulldog. That's why, you know, if you draft a Georgia player, I was going to tell Jamie tomorrow, he might want to, you know, kind of hold his breath. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got the whole Georgia football roster down there up there filling. in Philadelphia. They got I think they drafted five of their defensive players in the last yeah. two years. The Kobe Dean and all the and I was watching a video of uh, Howie Roseman. He's calling uh, Nolan Smith really fast edge rusher they got, and he says, "Man, as a Florida Gator, it kills me to draft another." Georgia player. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Jamie I've taken back everything nice I've ever said about Howie Roseman being out here in Tennessee. I didn't know he went to Florida. <laughs> well, there you go. You obviously got to put him on your hate list that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, they probably had the best. Don't you think they had the best? Or maybe Pittsburgh. Though. I don't know. Pittsburgh seemed to hit it out of the park too, man. Uh, I would say the. I, I still like the Eagles. I think the Eagles coming away with those two guys for that defensive uh, front. <sighs> It's amazing to get that Smith at 30. I don't know. The rest of this league is sleeping. I don't know what's going on. Pickle says half of these dogs can go sideways. <laughs> well, I don't know what they're putting in the food down there. I mean, they play great football, but they, they're wild off the field, man. Well, you know, we took Isaiah Wilson here in Nashville a few years ago. He was a total bust left tackle out of Georgia first round. I think he played one snap for Tennessee, man. But these – these guys, the guys that the Eagles took last year, have produced. Yeah. Now, what, what was the deal with the Kobe Dean? I didn't see him show up anywhere. Well, he was hurt. he was hurt a lot last year. And, oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, it's funny because he went a lot later than I thought he'd go last year. The pay, he was all over the Patriots draft charts until late uh, in that draft, and he ended up going. I think in the I feel the like third he went round, third or fourth round. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a first round talent too, linebacker. A lot of the mock drafts had the Patriots take him in the first round. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's kind of small. Uh, but again, Jordan Davis was kind of, I mean, he was hurt some last year, but you put him in, I know Carter's like, he could potentially be, you know, like a Warren Sapp level player. Maybe Aaron Donald, if he gets his head right. He, well, he's a great player if his head's right. You're right. I, I I thought the Lions would take him actually and put him put him next at to six. Him. I had him taking him at six in my mock. Yeah, I was a little surprised that they passed on him. But again, obviously some teams didn't want to take that gamble on him. Yeah, yeah. Philly added DeAndre Swift. Now I like Swift, but the thing about Swift, he was hurt a lot in Detroit, man. Well. What he played, he was really good. Now, here's the thing with Philadelphia. It isn't just yeah. the guys he drafted. They got Swift, and they also got uh, Eckler uh, the day of the draft. Or the no, day. they didn't. That's what uh, that's what uh, was saying. I thought that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. No, because I didn't just uh, – No, they got Rashard Penny from Seattle. Well, I'm not a big I fan. Mean, I, can, I can look up their depth chart, which is off the hook, by the way. Jeez. They didn't get Eckler? 
No, man. If they got Eckler, it's like they're playing on a different. That's what uh, I get for listening to other people. And it wasn't Mac because I heard that uh, draft day. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, Rashad, here, here's their depth chart. Rashard yeah. Penny, Kenny Ganwell, Boston Scott. They got to keep Boston Scott when they play the Giants, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he gets a touchdown every time he plays the Giants. Yeah. So you just keep him on the field. You have him inactive for the other 15 games and just have him active for those two. Right. They, right. They had a great draft. They're, they're, they're still going to be the team to beat in the NFC right now, I would think. Depending- under. What do you think it'll be like? 13 wins or something? Uh, you know, the division is going to be tough. So uh, it'll be 13 to be good. 12, 13 yeah. wins would be really good to win that division because the Cowboys will still be competitive. The Giants, I think, will be better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they the got Reds- Hyatt was good. They got the best value draft from what I read. Yeah. The and Giants. The team, the team formerly known as the Redskins, who knows? I mean, they should be better than what they are. <laughs> All right, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Yeah, they got a pretty good that corner from was it Mississippi State? I read he was it was a great corner. According to the you know all the scouts, this this cornerback draft man, you know I don't know if any guys are going to play as well as um, the the Jets guy Sauce Gardner, but that don't mean they're not like a bunch of Champ Bailey's or somebody because no, that's setting the bar pretty high. Because yeah. Gardner's really good. And, you know, you've got to have a really good cornerback in this league. You cannot survive in this yeah. league anymore without cornerbacks. And, and yeah, uh, that's what I like. And you know, he's going to get the, going back to uh, Gonzalez, he's, he's going to get the best coach in, in New England. I mean, look yeah. how good Gilmore played under Belichick, man. You know, the Patriots defense is, it, they haven't had the talent or the athleticism, as I said earlier, in a couple of years. But they've yeah. been coached up really well, and they get exposed against you know the Buffaloes of the world. But for the most part, they play pretty good bend but don't break defense. You saw it yeah. against the Bengals; they should have won that game last year. I mean, there's a couple of games I can point out where and look how good the Bengals were playing. That that's a positive for the for the Patriots. If anything, the Bengals were killing it last year. I thought they were going all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and y'all came all the way back on that Christmas day. That was a cold day, man. Sure was, and I thought they were going to win that game, and you know, just a bad turnover at the end of the game cost them. Yeah, again, with the Bill O'Brien coaching that offense, you probably do win that game against the great Joe Burrow, who's they were just. That's something. See, that's what's really interesting. They could be last place or potentially first place. I I I agree. Fan, I, I do try to, and I, I have two sides of me, right? The fan who wants them to do well, and I can step out, and I can be very critical of my teams. Yeah, This team could be, as you said, they could be first, they could be last. And Bill, I think Bill O'Brien's worked two wins to this offense. Yeah. Based on what they did last year. If I just take the, the players they had last year and forget about these newcomers, they're two, they're two wins better with a real offensive play caller and not – and I feel bad for Matt Patricia. He was put in a no-win situation, yeah. And and his and he friend, ended up signing with another team, didn't he? He went. He's with the Eagles now. He's a defensive yeah. advisor or whatever. Okay. I don't yeah. think he's gonna be on the field. I think he'll be in the front office. Yeah, that that was really weird. Well, you know, Keith, I appreciate it, man. Um, hey, who do you like in these playoffs? In NBA playoffs, I don't know anything about hockey, but. I like the Suns out west. Um, you still like them, even though Paul's hurt. I do, I do, because again, I think 
Booker's that good. Okay. And Durant, Durant, when he's healthy and he's healthy as he's going to be, is still one of the top five players in the league. I think I think they'll come out of that. The West isn't exciting me. The Warriors, though, I mean, they got the heart of a champion. You saw them coming back yeah. against Sacramento. I had, I had the Lakers beating them in six, but I don't know. I mean, just one game. My heart would like to say the Knicks in the East, but uh, <laughs> I think they'll get by Miami, but I think they'll have a hard time with either Philadelphia or Boston. I think Philadelphia might come out of the East, finally. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the Knicks are pressing a little bit because of all the hype? Uh, I think they did. I think they did uh, in game one, definitely. Last night, okay. no. I thought they played pretty uh, They didn't shoot the ball great. Neither team shot the ball great. I was holding my night. breath last night, man. They were down late in that game. Yeah, and they pulled ahead, and then they kind of looked like they might give it away near the end. But uh, <laughs> ran There's a lot of stars out there. I thought, man, maybe they're pressing it. It's yeah. so loud. I mean, even, even for Knicks land, that was loud. I got to tell you, the Garden, though, yeah. in these first two – series that garden has been hasn't been that way in 20 years i mean Man. it's been a lot as you said loud I thought and, it was just me i think they feed off that excitement and you're right the stars are all out i mean we're the, oh yeah you know even spike lee is uh, back in his front row seats Jessica now alba was there i mean big stars and of course the knicks will fall short carlos we know because it'll be because of tom thibodeau and no other yeah. reason we know that so. Yeah, he's got a picture of Thibodeau on a dartboard, man. What is short for the Knicks, by the way? If the Knicks, the Knicks won a series, I said this was a su- successful season. If they and they turned it around, they were playing yeah. really bad basketball uh, halfway through the season. Tips changed his approach a little bit. Some players stepped up and matured. And yeah. what's, what's the ceiling? I mean, what, what, where do I say they fall short? If they lose to the Heat, then maybe they fell short. But before the season, I would have said making the playoffs and winning a series was a successful season. Yeah. Who was that guy they got in the trade? His name is slipping my mind at the trade deadline. Josh Hart. Oh, Josh Hart. He they've been great, a great pickup there. They've been a different team since he got there. Yeah. Love, and, love me some Josh Hart. And as I said, Thibodeau changes approach a little bit and he didn't just stick with his guys through thick and thin. He, you know, Mr. Overplays his stats all uh I'll talk to you about that Friday, Carlos. Uh, Carl we, Anthony Towns hates Thibs, by the way. <laughs> listen, every coach in a playoffs plays his star, their stars, all the minutes. Yeah, that's what they do. But they did. They, you know, I was looking here. They're they're playing nine guys. They are, and they weren't. The only time they haven't is when Randall's been down or other guys have been hurt. So yeah. nine. Why, hey, why do you think they're not playing Derrick Rose? Is he hurt or something? No, I think they just he's doesn't fit what they want to do anymore. Okay. And, you know, he he really has played very few meaningful minutes since uh, midseason. Oh, okay. I was just wondering what the deal was. I mean, because their grant was horrible yesterday, uh, uh, Keith. Yeah, but the Grimes stepped up here during this regular yeah. season. He's played really major minutes. He's a shutdown defensive player, too, which they okay. didn't have in that backcourt. And Rose certainly is in that player. Um, he's been very important to the resurgence of this team. So, look, they're going to go as far as, like, you know, Barrett needs to shoot the ball better. They all need to shoot the ball better. And Randall's health. If Randall's ankle is healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's not somebody, somebody told me on my show, or it was Mac and Jack show Sunday morning, I can't remember which one. Uh, I think it was one of my viewers, <laughs> my yeah. regular viewers, that the ball is that's like a black hole when it gets to Randall. That's not right. The ball doesn't stop moving when it gets to Randall. He, he, had, just, 20, he had a great game last night. 
he facilitates better than any forward in the league in my mind. He, he's <laughs> Matter of fact, Randall had – he may have had his best game in all the playoffs last night. Now, his ankle may be bothering him today, but it's a long layoff before they go back to Miami. Yeah, they don't play again until when, Friday? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so NBA wants to stretch it out, man. Him being, yeah, they will now. These game, these series will get you know longer and longer. Yeah, um, but I like the Knicks' chances here. Yeah, I think so too. It, it, it seems like that uh, the Heat will eventually fall apart. They're just playing in this really a drilling high right now. It's like a sugar rush for them, and it physically, with that baseball size ankle, what I read that uh, uh, Butler has. I don't know how they're going to still hold up without Butler and Hero, too. Yeah. But I was a little nervous for the Knicks yesterday, man, at the end there. God. I will tell you that, that uh, uh, Spolester is one of the most underrated coaches in the NBA, though. He's, he's a good – yeah, he could pull it out of guys, man. He, he, there's, he's had teams through the years. I go, how does he even win with his team? And he wins, you know, 50 games and advances in the playoffs every year. and who the bleak is Duncan Robertson, Tyler, or Hero, I kind of knew about him in college, but Bam, you know, when's yeah. Bam ever going to take off? But, you know, when you when you write him to your dad, he does have a pretty good game, though. Yeah. Yeah, look at – they're well coached, so they'll be in this yeah. series. They'll probably be, this, this series could very well go seven games. and uh, Like 1995 all over again. It, it's a lot of fun to watch. It is a throwback for sure. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun to watch, so. Yeah. Enjoy All right, TGI Sport. Now, when are you on again? I know you're on month Fridays at 8 Eastern, right? 8 a.m. Eastern with uh, Carlos, a mad New Yorker, with the Are You Serious show. Sundays with uh, um, our Sunday stream of consciousness show. Um, what is that week. about? I got to start listening to that Sunday show. It's literally what the title is. It's a stream of consciousness, and we're just all over the place. That show is <laughs> – I will – Robert, I will put together, you know, two hours worth of stuff to talk about, and I usually don't get to, like, a quarter of it because my audience drives that show like crazy. I just kind of go where they go. And oh, sometimes, okay. Sometimes it's good places. Other times they've got me in trouble, and they got women outside picking in my house because I say that <laughs> – they're going to get canceled. <laughs> I've probably been canceled. I don't even know it. But, uh, you know, I just said. Says, morning yeah. versus Larry Johnson. Boy, that, yeah, I had a guy on yesterday, Jeffrey Deskovit. He was talking about the 1999 Knicks. And he was really taking me back, man. I thought, yeah, you know what? That was the best chance for you and to get a freaking ring, that 94, you know? A ninety. What was the year with the with they missed the finger roll against the Pacers in game ninety five? Ninety five, right? Yeah, I, I watched that. That was the same series, if I'm not mistaken, where um, uh, uh, the game's never over if you got a guy like Reggie Miller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, yes. seven points and like twenty seven steals the ball, hits two threes. ESPN turned a whole uh, – uh, They did the 30 for 30 on that. I, yeah. I watched that game live, man, and I was thinking yeah. this is unbelievable. You mentioned this morning. I remember uh, – I can't remember the year. I want to say 98 maybe. Heat and uh, uh, Knicks. I remember uh, Jeff Van Gundy holding on to Morning's leg as it, when they were, had the big brawl, remember? And oh, he's, yeah. he's Was it Marcus Camby the hit Jeff Van Gundy? Uh, maybe. I'm By not accident. sure. He yeah. punched somebody. They ducked, yeah. hit Gundy. Gundy got this bloody eye. It was a whole. It was a total disaster. Yeah, that's. I mean, like eight guys got suspended on each side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
total melee, man. Playoffs, you never see guys get suspended during a play unless it's three. Hit three shots in one minute. That is true, Carlos. And Might the Knicks the fans were stunned. I never. That was a class. That that was like you said. They made a thirty for thirty about it. And he sat there, John would spike that whole game. During the, oh, that was a great People didn't want Spike to go to the games. They said he was bad luck after that. Yeah, that, w- that was a good 30 for 30. That's a great series. I love have. that one, man. Yeah. All right. Hey, Keith, I'll see you around, buddy. And I'll see you Sunday. We'll do the little tag team thing. Yeah, we got, I'll, I'll tag you in at 830. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Robert. <laughs> have a good one.